Welcome to the KHOW Podcast. You've joined a community who focuses on following the word, living the word, and doing the word. We hope you enjoy these messages. We thank you, God. We worship you. Come on, let's continue to worship the Lord. As five minutes comes into play for those in the central standard time. As 2024 has already met our East Coast brothers and sisters, it's now going to meet our our uh, Central Coast brothers and sisters in, in about five minutes. And I know that there are those who are coming on in about five or so minutes from the West Coast. And so we're going to give them some time, but we're going to stay in this posture of praise. We're going to stay in this posture of prayer. I don't know about you, but I am filled with expectation it has been a year um, as pastor was praying earlier and I was standing and I was thinking, um, I, I literally forgot for a moment that I was with you all last New Year's because it was just weeks after my mother had passed. And um, this year was not anything that I even imagined it could be. I didn't think that I would be at the level of brokenness that I was I didn't think that I would need as much time off as I did um but God in his infinite wisdom he knew and so he prepared a place for me in every place that I had to walk through every every tear I had to shed every pain point I had to feel he prepared a place for me and I'm so grateful um because even though I'm not um he's not done yet. Um, he has carried me through. And so I can see 2024 very differently than I could see 2023. Uh, 2023, even though the word was clear, my vision was hazy. Um, but in 2024, he has reestablished my sight. And so I love that, that he kept my ears open enough, uh, open to hear him. Um, but as tears were flowing and things were happening, I just could only keep my eyes on him. And so now he's begin in these in this last month and a half to do just extraordinary things, things I could not even conceive that God could do. But he said, right, that he takes the foolish things to confound the wise. And I have watched him me say something and it just began to happen. I've, I've gone someplace asking for just a confirmation and he took every single day and every single moment to confirm, you know, I, I, I know, um, how much um, respect and honor you all have for us. And I appreciate that. But you need to know that that myself and Pastor Alex are still children before our God. We are still just sons and daughters. That's what he calls me when he speaks to me. And as a daughter, there are times where you still ask your father, am I where I should be? Am I who you actually created me to be? Am I still in your likeness and in your image? Am I still pleasing you as I live in faith? Am I still one you choose to continue to use? Because it is your will that I want done in my life. And, and God, the things that you're saying to me that sound so contrary to what 
others are saying. Is that really what you're saying? Is this really what you want spoken? And time after time after time, and the few times, right? Because this has only been about a month that I've actually even been back with you guys and only on Saturdays that every time, and I've told you this before, God will always confirm his word with his word. And each and every time I've come to share with you that what I know he is saying, somebody, if not more than one of you, confirms the word before the word even comes to pass. And so even tonight, we have um, uh, our dear sister with us, uh, Dr. Mani, and she brought a friend along with her and she asked a question and she doesn't even know as she asked that question, it was a confirmation to what God has said. Because here's the thing, there is a personal word and there is a thing as a public word. And many of us sometimes confuse a personal word with a public word. And so a lot of times we're giving personal word in a public setting and we're waiting for a public manifestation for something that was personal. And so I had heard God say something very clearly uh, a week ago. And I was like, okay, Lord, I I hear you, but I've told those of you who um, believe that you're called in ministry, even when you think you have the word, hit your knees again. Oh, thank you. My husband just, I'm sorry. Happy New Year. My husband just kissed me. Happy New Year to the, the pastor kissed my cheek, y'all. I had to stop. You know what I'm saying? I go with the pastor. So, he, you know, he touched me. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. K Apostle, kiss your wife on the cheek. Go ahead. <laughs> Happy New Year. That's hilarious. I, I thought he was about to tell me something prophetic. I promise. And then I was like, oh, word of Lord. But I heard a word and I, 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 I walked with it. But I was like, okay, God, I'm not. Something about this, I, I, it feels more personal. It feels more personal. And so as I realized it was personal and he wanted to speak to me first, then he released the word. And then when he released the public word, I was like, okay, God, I know that that's for us, but that is for us, the bride. And so um, I want us to, I'm just going to give about five minutes, you guys, because there have been those on the West Coast who've been texting me, is it now, is it 10, is it this, da, da, da. so I want to give them just a few minutes, but happy new year to those who are in the central standard time, welcome to your 2024, um, but all of us right now, I want to welcome you to your 2024, um, it doesn't matter if you still got 22 hours left, but we're stepping in in the in the spirit of God into a new year together. We're stepping in together. And so um I I cannot wait to um release this word to you. But I want us to continue to stay in a posture of worship as we were praying. I just kept hearing um those of you who have been at the merge, Raytina, who said I just kept hearing her song, You are good Lord. Yeah. You are good Lord. You are good, Lord. You are good, Lord. Uh, he is so good and he is so faithful. I mean, if you just think of the goodness of God in your life, if you think about this 2023, I, I'm, I'm telling you all that I'm not saying this in cliche. I really wasn't sure I'd make it. Yeah, it wasn't a, oh, you know, the old church. Oh, I, I was, you know, if I, I wasn't. No, I really wasn't sure if I would make it back to preaching again. I know some of you, I didn't know if I would make it back there. 
because when some when God has called you to do something and you have been not only championed by your heavenly father, but you've been championed by your earthly mother and you've never done anything that God has called you to do without her. How do you continue to do it without that champion too? Yeah. How do you stand? How do you sing? How do you preach and not see one that God has placed before you or call one to cheer with when you don't have that person anymore that stability that's stable it doesn't mean that you don't understand that you have a father and a, and a savior who said he will never leave you or forsake you it has nothing to do with that but when you have had a champion on this side it is very hard I mean I can go back to when I was three years old and the first time I ever stepped on a stage or sang a song or danced in a dance recital I forgot the moves and my mother was in the back of the venue and started doing the moves while I was on the stage. From the back, I could see her. And so I began to remember because she had been at every rehearsal. I'd never seen her do any of the steps, but she had been at every rehearsal. She helped me with every step. So she knew the routine as much as I knew the routine. And you need to know that God knows the step, just like you might think you know the step. And when you forget the Holy Spirit is there to remind you how to step again, how to move again, how to go again, and he's ready to start over. God's not afraid of starting over we're afraid of starting over and God said look he was I know he's not afraid to start over because he started the whole world over he said Noah build me an ark because I gotta wipe all of this out because this is not working and so I need to start over not again over but I need I there's I know I can trust you in the start over and so God is calling the remnant to start over I want to man I need these people to get on can you text California. Look, you need to text whoever because I'm about to go and I don't look, I don't want them to be in. She's in it. Look, it's it's 10.04 where y'all are. You you need no 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 because event though there were people on the chat who would text me. Is it 10? Is it this? So I I I say it again. Oh, it's 10 30. Oh, call them. I'm sorry. I can't wait to I can't wait 30 minutes. No, uh-uh. I originally said 10, right? And then you had told me you it was yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went, yeah. Look here. Hello, Mama J. Good to see your face, Miss Tanya. Good to see you. Good to see your faces. Um, woo. Yeah, text them, please. Somebody go into the uh, our chats. Pastor Shay, go into the shit chats and tell them, look here, she can't wait for 1030. She, uh, she sorry. She sorry. God's ready. God's ready. Mm, come on, keep worshiping him. Keep praying. I hope you have an expectation. I mean, look, if we need to get hyped like Malcolm was, okay? Malcolm came in with a hype praise, okay? Because he is hooked up. He said, I'm excited. There's 10 of us over here you can't see. We don't know why the screen is blurring them out over there. But there is 10 of us in this room where, and I, 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 I can't speak for them, but the presence of God is here, here with me. I, I, I can't speak for them, but the presence of God is here, and we have been praying and worshiping. We had some food earlier, and we've come. I want to pray right now for Evangelist Suzette, who's not with us because she has a cold. She got back from LA, and so God, we ask you to send your healing power right to her room right now in the name of Jesus. We ask for healing 
to uh, touch her from the crown of her head to the soles of her feet, bring everything back into alignment, God. We plead the blood of Jesus over her, that every cell would line up, every ligament, God, that um, whatever the ailment might be, whether it be a cold or flu, that God, you bring, you allow your healing power to just manifest through her body. We thank you that strength comes back to her even now. We thank you, God, that any respiratory um, infection would be removed in Jesus' name. We thank you, God, that any attack of the enemy that would try to, to uh, prevail in this time of her physical weakness, we pray for her, her mentality right now, God, that she would not um, uh, fall into any place, God, of, of questioning or, or wondering, but that, God, you have her where she needs to be. We thank you for wisdom to stay home, and we thank you for wisdom not to press beyond what she could do, but we thank you that when she wake up today, because it's today, when she wake up later today, God, that she will feel the healing be her healing begin to increase, that her breathing would begin to stabilize, that the heaviness on her chest would be listed, lifted, that any phlegm, God, or mucus would be released and out of her lungs, that she would have capacity, God, and strength. We thank you now in Jesus' name. Amen. And for anyone else who may be feeling um, any sickness, we ask, God, that you send your word to them right now. We know and declare that healing is our portion, God. Healing is our portion as sons and daughters. It is our portion. It's not an if you could heal us because you said you would. Yeah. And so we thank you, God, that your will would be done concerning your children even now in Jesus' name. I'm praying um, even for any, you know, for all those who lost this year, because we had in our home five, five, four, I can't even count anymore. We have had in the last year five back-to-back -back losses. And so I know others have lost. Uh, Mama Jay has lost. We all lost Marlo this year. That was a heavy blow to our, as a ministry family. And so I'm just praying for us as a family, as we go through our grief, go, you don't get over death. You go through the grief. You're not going to get over. Why would you want to get over someone you love? God, we want to hold them dear and remember them and honor them and their legacies. Marlo left us, if, look, look here, if nobody lived out faith, Marlo James lived out faith week after week on these Zooms and then even in person when she was in the hospital in a hospital bed with oxygen, she would take it off and still praise. She would pray for the nurses and, and, and give them the word of the Lord. And we saw her healed on the other side because God said he would heal her and he did. And so we thank you, God, and we continue to lift up uh, Antoinette and Michael, uh, who who um, I talked to them uh, during the the holiday, and Michael and them said it was a it was a heavy season, but they rejoiced because they had a mother of faith, and that. Uh, you will soon see him again. Michael has gotten his own apartment. So we rejoice for that. And the ministry was able to help him to get into his first uh, apartment by himself mm -hmm. as he took care of his mother for years. Donisha is raising the baby and this beautiful child and, and Antoinette is blossoming as well. So continue to keep all those who have lost this year lifted up in your prayers. Um, let me see who Dana got on. Okay, Dana and Jermaine. Um, somebody just text, um, Yvette for me and then I'm moving. I am moving. I am moving. We are recording. 
Thank you, Lord. 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 And we are so grateful for those who joined us this year, Miss Clorinda. We thank God for sending you our way. Such a bright light. Rosie is with us from Canada. We love Rosie. Um, she is just such a beautiful light of Christ wherever she goes. Um, as you remember, she was in Kenya part of last year, and she's now back in Canada. Um, continue to lift up Zen and all others. Um, our East Coast brothers and sisters, uh, Ty had to, has to work early in the morning, evangelist Ty. Pastor Ryan sent his love. He accompanied uh, Pastor Nakia tonight, who was ministering out. She was singing. And so they send their love as well. Um, and all um, our other leadership who's on, we are so grateful for you. So I want you just turn to Hebrews 12 with me. Hebrews chapter 12, Apostle Victor, my God in heaven. It is 2024, y'all. It is 2024. I'm going to be reading out of the Passion Translation tonight because I want to make it real plain and simple, okay? I know some of you are in NIV lovers, NLT, ESV, uh, a, the, 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 I got my AMPs, I got my MSGs, you know, uh, I'm a CJB sometimes, a complete Jewish Bible studier, but whatever the translation, it, we are reading the word of God. I'm going to read it out of the Passion Translation because I want to just get to some points tonight and, and hit some things. And then there's some things we're going to expound upon as we exegete a portion of the scripture where we where we go back into the root of the words. Um, we are in the New Testament, which some was written in the Aramaic and some in the Greek. We are in the Greek portion. As you know, we have been in the book of Hebrews. I, I, I promise you, I'm not trying to be in the book of Hebrews, but I'm gonna be wherever God sends us to be. And we have been in the book of Hebrews, I think for three weeks now, honestly. Um, but God has brought us back here. We were in Hebrews 10 last week, I believe. And we're in Hebrews 12 this week. Um, and it is a word, like I said, for the bride. This is a word for the church. And you know, when I say church, I mean the ecclesia, the called out ones, which is the people. I don't mean a specific location, but the people. God called his people to be the church. And so um, each and every one of you are a part of this bride, a part of this ecclesia, the called out ones. You have been called out by God and you received his Im invitation to salvation and you have been born again and you are now citizen king uh, citizens of the kingdom you are citizens of the kingdom if you remember two years ago we exchanged our 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 citizenship here in the world and we we declared that we were citizens of the kingdom and it is really interesting at the climate that we are seeing at the latter part of 2023. We have come from 2020 to 2022, uh, starting in, I, I remember the date, March 16th, the world shut down 2020, March 16th of a pandemic um, that rocked the world. And if you remember that year in 2020, God called us to what discipleship. 
and we walked through discipleship. And then in 2021, God called us to reevaluate. He said that the pandemic was a time to reevaluate, that he called us what to return to him. We were returning to God, that he was calling us not back, but forward to return to him. And this past 2023, he used the word promise, not as the word, but as a, and y'all know I don't do acronyms, so you know that was God, but used the word promise to get us back to the basics. Uh, he, he was establishing his word and calling us back to the basics, to the elementary principles that many of us had left. But oh my goodness, what he is asking and calling us to partner in with him this year is so great and so magnificent. But first we cannot, we must talk about the last quarter of 2023. If your eyes have been open to the last quarter of 2023, not only have we seen one of uh, that is still continuing the most, um, uh, wow. Um, what's the word I want to say one of, one of the most, uh, the word I want to say, because there's some, there's, it, it's been a little diabolical. Um, when we have seen this war happening, there has been such evil. Um, and we have seen people even in the kingdom want to choose sides and forget that there are people of God on each side, that there have been innocents on each side and that our position, because for God so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son, that yes, we know that the, 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 the children of Israel in the Old Testament were the chosen ones that God called out of Egypt, but I need to remind us that we too now that we have been adopted and engrafted into the faith as sons and daughters that we that we too are chosen doesn't it not say that we are part of a chosen priesthood uh, a royal priesthood that we are chosen nation you and i are too chosen and as chosen citizens we are to pray for the world i i know some of you i know i know some of you don't even pray for the world but if my god so loved the world that he sent his only begotten son then i too if i'm supposed to live like jesus and be an example like jesus and be the hands and feet of jesus i too must pray for the world i must not stand on one side I only can stand on God's side and God loves them all. He may hate what they're doing, but he loves them all. And so as I watched this war, as my husband and I watched this war, I remember us being in Oklahoma and I remember coming into uh, the hotel room um, and my husband going, um, I don't understand. I, I feel such heaviness on both sides. There's, there's, there is, there are innocents on both sides. There are children of God on both sides. And how can I, as a man of God, choose one and not pray for the other, or pray for one and not pray for the other? Where do I stand? And I said, we stand with God. And what God would have us to do would be to pray for everyone. To pray, even it does not say. To, to, look, even pray for your enemies. Doesn't it even say that we're supposed to? To pray for our enemies but I was like God this is not even our enemy and so we need to why I'm I have to be in a different place because I also need to hear what it is that you're doing I need to see where you are in the midst of all of this and so as war has broken out we've also seen in many many industries the falling away of 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 what you would say are the generals in each 
industry well, you would say are the most popular are, are, are the moguls we have seen people look we saw Kanye in a day go from being a billionaire to not being a billionaire we we have seen we see now all these allegations once again because if you remember 2020 the Me Too movement started Black Lives Matter started and we are now seeing even more falling away and then we hit the church oh my goodness even in this lack come on in this last two weeks i was sitting on a saturday in my house and and a a an instagram popped up of someone i do not follow and i saw a, a snippet that i thought was just a minute and went to the page and it was an hour of someone telling their story about them being abused um by someone in the christian faith and the thing was what was so interesting apostle is somebody i had i knew had just picked that person up as a client and so i immediately before listening to everything because i just felt this pain in my chest i called my friend to see if they were all okay I don't even know the man, but my friend had been here and was asking me for wisdom about how to manage this person. And he is a man of faith and how to help him, me not knowing any of this. And 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 in a day, I watched the world try to guess and I watched accusations and we've seen P. Diddy and we've seen, and look, this week we've seen other names, big names, in Christendom be released and, and names that of men and women that are attached to, to people in the world that are falling and because they've been attached and because there's an association, people are coming after them and attacking them. And I will not put my mouth on any man or woman of God because I don't know what your, your part is in anything, but I know that God is doing something. We've seen generals in the faith die this year. Carl Tim Pearson just a month ago die we've seen people in our own cities who were that old guard they have passed away and god is trying to get us to wake up the church has to wake up and so i want us to go to hebrews 12 we're going to start at the 25th verse and so we're in the book of hebrews i've said this before that theologians would say that paul has might be the author of this book, but they don't know for sure. But because it flows like the rest of the Pauline epistles, they lend credit to him, but it is not definite if he has written this book or not. I had a teacher who loved Paul. She would tell you he wrote it, but she don't know. So we do not know for a fact, but it does have a poetic flow like the Pauline epistles, which is why people have lent to thinking that it potentially could be the Apostle Paul. And many of you have read the beginning of Hebrews 12, where it talks about a great cloud of witnesses mm -hmm. and it begins to list them. And I want to say this, that we are still Today, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Do not forget that. that. Every time you open up this word of God, that we are able to see a great cloud of witnesses who have gone before us. But there are some great cloud of witnesses in your line, in your family line, in ministries you've been a part of, men and women of God who've been a part of your faith journey and your faith story, who have been a great cloud of witnesses around you, who have, been, who have allowed you to see and taste that the Lord is 
good. You've seen miracle signs and wonders because of their faith. You have seen the goodness of God in their lives. And do not, please do not minimize the great cloud of witnesses in your lives. Do not do that. And so this, this great cloud of witnesses had a, a fervor and a passion for the Lord. And even though some of them did not enter his rest before, he, he still honors them by name because of their faith, not their works, their faith. For faith without what works, faith without works, what? Come on, you must have faith attached to your works. And we, are, we can no longer be in a time where works is getting more validation yeah. than our faith. It is your faith people should see before they see your work. You, you should look, you should be an, it should have, you should have an evidential marker of who you belong to. You should be so marked by God. Look, even after Cain and Abel, <laughs> God said, I'm still going to mark you. Cain, even though you did this, I'm going to mark you. So look, even though I'm throwing you out, I'm still going to mark you so they can't touch you. Do you know that God is that good? That even though you sinned against me, and even though I heard the cry from your brother's blood, I'm still going to mark you because you belong to me. I'm not going to let them destroy you, but you got to, I, I've got to move you because of your sin, but I'm not going to destroy you because of your sin. Look, because we all, we all, he shows us that we all have an opportunity for forgiveness and redemption. He's a redeeming God. I don't know who that's for because that's not my message, but let's go down. We're going to go to verse 25 and verse 25 says this. I'm reading out the Passion Translation. Make very sure that you never refuse to listen to God when he speaks. For the God who spoke on earth from Sinai is the same God who now speaks from heaven. Those who heard him speak his living word on earth found nowhere to hide. So what chance is there for us to escape if we turn our backs on God and refuse to hear his warnings as he speaks from heaven? That's a question. Let's stop right there. He said, the ones who heard me, the ones who I spoke to, the living word on earth, they found nowhere to hide. So if you think that you can hide from me, you can turn your back from me and refuse the warnings that I'm speaking. Are you crazy? That's really what he's saying. I, I, you, there's nowhere you can go. The psalmist said, you could go to hell and I'll still find you there. You, you can't escape from me. Verse 26 says, the earth was rocked at the sound of his voice from the mountain, but now he has promised once and for all, I will not only shake the systems of the world, but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realms. 27 says this, now this phrase once and for all clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking. That is the old order. So only what is unshakable will remain. Since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe. For our God is a holy, I know some of yours says consuming, but this is devouring fire. 
I'm going to read that last part again. Now, this phrase, once and for all, clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking. That is the old order. So only what is unshakable will remain. And since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender, filled with awe, for our God is a holy devouring fire. Tonight, I want to talk from this. This this is the message that God has for us for the for 2024. Kingdom revival, a new beginning for the church. Kingdom revival, a new beginning for the church. Now, I'm going to say this, Apostle, I've never really looked at you know, I, I know the year, but I've never really focused on the numbers of a year, right? I've gone with what God has said and God kept putting in front of me 2024, 2024, 20. And it was like, and I was laying in the bed uh, yesterday and he said, add it up. And so I was like, 2024, well, that's, that's 44. He said, no, 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 add it up Two zero two four equals eight. Because he had already told me, I'm calling the church to a kingdom revival. But he said, this is the year of new beginning. It's eight. So we said, this kingdom revival is a new beginning for the church. And so he took me to Hebrews 12, 25 through 29. Um, because um, I, I, let me first do this. Let's, let's define what revival is. I know many of us grew up in different ministries and revival for us was a service, right? Revival in, 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 in a religious construct construct is a, a set of time where we come together and we call it, it's like an event, right? And so it's a, it's a conference or an event where we come together and it's called revival. And many preachers might come, or you might get a few different uh, people to speak, or it might be prayer, whatever revival looks like to you, but it's a designated time. It might be for a couple of days, but in that um, more of a religious or religion uh, construct, that's what revival has looked like for many of us. It wasn't necessarily defined. We just knew it was a time of the year that we did this or an event that we went to. Um, but revival is something different when you begin to define it. And so I want to start by defining the root word, which is revive where we get the word revival from. And so when you revive something, it means this, to restore to life. And if we're talking about kingdom revival and a new beginning, uh, God wants to restore life back to the church. Because the, the, the church has been, many of us have not just been sleeping, some of us have been dead. Revive means to give new strength or an energy to something. He wants to strengthen the church again and bring a new uh, power back to the church. Look, the power of the Holy Spirit. I don't know what happened, but we have many places have lost power. Many places have lost the presence of God. The spirit of Ichabod has entered into many houses and the spirit of God has departed. And God is calling for his power, for his presence, for his majesty to be given to the church. Revive. It means to improve the position or the condition of. 
the the church has been in a condition and a position that needs to be improved upon. It, the, the, God wants to do more. There's improvements that need to be made. He's not now. Here's what he's not saying. He's not saying I want to deconstruct. I want to demolish. He's saying there's, I want to improve the position of the church and the condition of the church. There's some conditions that I see. There's some, oh, Holy Spirit. There's some cancers in the church uh, uh, that that are are laying hold to to leadership. There's some, look, there is some popularity and and some poison and and some influence that has begun to tamper with the men and women of God that the platform has become bigger than my presence, that, that, that the position has become greater than my power. And we are demonstrating from our flesh and so the, uh, the 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 truth of God's word is being watered down so that we get likes and followers. Uh, we we want to be patted on the back and we want to be cheered and rah rah forward. We want to fill the stadium, uh, but but. I, I think Jesus said it really, really clearly when he came into the temple and he said, you all have turned this into a den of thieves. We have seen so many uh, uh, houses of worship being turned into dens of thieves where we are exchanging goods for services. And Jesus is coming back into the house of God and turning and flipping over tables because we have lost the heart of servanthood and we are service providers who are looking for customers instead of looking for the children of God, the remnant, instead of looking for the word of God and the truth of his word, we are looking for, look, we've got so many customer service agents in the house of God right now. And people are wondering why they can't look. Can I say it like this? We have lost electricity. In order to have power, you must plug into a source. And many of us, ooh, Holy Spirit, here's how I see it. Many of us are trying to use backup generators because we can't plug into the to the power source. We're using backup generators to get secondary light sources because we have lost the ability. We don't know how to stay hooked up with the energy source, the power source, which is God. And so ministries have been running on backup generators, trying to produce real power. And you know, your generator only lasts but so long before it conks out. Kingdom revival, a new beginning. The word revival means this, restoration of the body or the mind. It's restoration of the body or the mind to restore the bodily and mental vigor It means this, to reawaken, to reawaken or the reawakening of your fervor. We've lost our fervor in God. 
Revival is to reawaken that fervor. It also means this. Oh, I love this one right here. Something becoming important again. That's revival. When something becomes important again. Uh, could we make God important again? Could we make prayer important again? Could we make the word of God important again? Could we make living and looking like Jesus important again? Could we make following the leading of the spirit of God, Holy Spirit, important again, a new beginning for the church? Revival, he says, I need you to make me more important again. I am that something. I am that someone that you need to make important again. And the church has made the church more important than they made God. The building is more important. The lights are more important. Your, your music is more important. Your praise team is more important. The sound is more important. But I thought the sound of his voice, because the sheep know my voice and another they will not follow. His voice needs to be more important than any other voice. His ways need to be more important than any other way. His will needs to be greater and more important than any other will, even your own. He says, kingdom revival, a new beginning for the church. God's kingdom will always stand. And when you read Hebrews 12 and you get into 25, he begins to talk about, uh, even before that, uh, it starts at 21. He talks about this phenomenon of Moses' witness as he caused him to shudder with fear uh, as he spoke with Moses. Moses feared God. I, I, I don't know. When you when you read Moses, there was a time when Moses feared God. Uh, 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 there, was a, there, there was a time when men of God feared God and women of God feared God. I, I know when I grew up, there was a fear of God. And it wasn't fearing him in this place of where you thought he was going to punish you. But when we talk about the fear of God, the reverential fear, there was a reverence. There was a take. Can I tell you the fear of God, the reverence of God is taking hold of what God calls good. When you revere God, you take a hold of what he calls good. It is a holy caution. The fear of God is a holy caution. It, it should cause you to stop and take note and take inventory and look around before you take another step. It should cause you to check in with your father before you check in with your friend. The fear of God. It means carrying something priceless. The reverence of God, the fear of God, knowing that you are carrying something priceless. He, the, the Holy Spirit living on the inside of you, you carry something priceless. And we treat him so casually. But the fear of God means you treat it priceless. It means you take holy caution. It means you take hold of what God calls good. Not that you are afraid of him but that you reverence him. And he talks about the members of the church of the firstborn, that all our names, your name, this is what verse 23 says, is already legally registered as citizens of heaven. When you come into the saving grace of Jesus Christ, you are legally registered 
as citizens of heaven. We need to be reminded of our citizenship again, because I think some of us dropped our citizenship off in this 2023. We, we Look, we, we forgot who we belong to and who our father was and where we really were to reside in the kingdom. And verse 24 says, and have we have come to Jesus who established a new covenant with his blood sprinkled upon the mercy seat. Blood that continues to speak from heaven, forgiveness, a better message than Abel's blood that cries from the earth, justice. This teaches us about the kingdom. The kingdom of God will always stand. We've been reconciled through Christ back to the Father. And we have to really, really get in our understanding the kingdom. That it is eternal. That when all things else pass away, the kingdom of God will stand. That as you and I are here, we are able to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. That we will be a part of a new kingdom, a new heaven, as we go into the next part of eternity. But the kingdom of God, it is unshakable. And so let's talk about this verse here at the end in 27 where he says once and for all clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking. That is the old order. He's talking about the law that Jesus said, I'm not abolished. I'm not getting rid of the law, but I've come to fulfill it. But that what man could not do without God, we now being reconciled to God. He said, greater works will you do? He said, we are back in unity. We are back in union because of my son. There is a new order that is established and the old order, the old regime, the old way is gone. A new beginning has come. And he says, kingdom revival. This is what I'm calling the church to. It says, so since we are receiving our rights, you need to understand Kingdom is your right. Kingdom is not a thing. Kingdom is, it, 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 it's, it's, it's not a thing. It's, it, it, it's not a material. Kingdom is a place. And wherever a kingdom is, a king resides and rules. And wherever a king rules, he has citizens. And in a kingdom, there's our, there are laws and precepts and commandments. And we have been established in the kingdom of God. We have laws, precepts, rules, and commandments clearly in the word of God, which is attached to the kingdom of God. He left us the blueprint from the kingdom that we would know how to live in the kingdom with our king. We would know how the kingdom was established we would know how to conduct ourselves as kingdom citizens. We would know how to commune not only with the king, but with one another. And we have been so, oh, we, I heard you, Holy Spirit. We have been so focused on being a good church building that we have forgot that we are to be in the kingdom and to establish the kingdom here. We're so worried about the building 
that we're going to buy? And is it made good? How, how much land, how much territory? He said, I, I'm not worried about a building. I'm worried and concerned about the bride and my kingdom being established. I can't come until all have heard. I mean, that's what the book says. And how can all hear if my kingdom is not being established? And the only ones who can bring my kingdom forward are my citizens, are my sons and my daughters. He says, since we are receiving our rights to an unshakable kingdom, I talked about it when we started, everything right now is being shaken, And we are seeing how shaky industries are. But the kingdom of God is unshakable. And his citizens, his citizens should be unshakable too. So everything that tried to shake you out of 2023, everything that tried to shake you into fear and shake you into depression and shake you into defeat, God says, you're still here because you're a part of this unshakable kingdom. The ground underneath us, because we're kingdom citizens, it remains even when everything else is shaken. We stand strong because the kingdom will remain when everything else passes away, when every other place is falling, when every other, look, there's seven pillars they talk about, seven mountains, and we are seeing those mountains crumble before us. But the mountain of God, look to the hills which cometh your help. Your help come from the Lord. The kingdom of God stands and so what is this unshakable? This word unshakable here means to be unmoved, to be steady and immovable. I love this. It's the kingdom of God always triumphs because its kind are always in charge. <laughs> Do you remember that when Noah was creating the ark, God said this, I need two of every, but I need two of its kind. Uh, and so the kingdom of God always trump triumphs because its kind is always in charge. Are you not the kind of Jesus? Are you not the kind of God? Are you not the kind of the Holy Spirit? And because Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, because God is the creator and the King of the kingdom. And because the spirit, Holy Spirit is the spirit of the King. We are, he is always in charge and he has given you dominion. Your first, the first thing you ever got from God. Your first inheritance was dominion. It wasn't blessings. It was dominion. He created us and said, let them have dominion. And so you also have dominion that wherever your feet tread, he says he's going to give that to you. We have dominion over the, the crawling things, the air, the birds, the sky. We have, we are in charge. And as citizens, this prophesies about a new heaven and a new earth that is to come when it talks about this unshakable kingdom. The kingdom of God, you need to understand this, it always triumphs because it's kind, you and me, it's kind. We were created in what his image and his likeness are always in charge. Don't drop your dominion. Don't, don't drop your authority. Don't drop your dominion. Because we always triumph because his kind are in charge. God has placed you in places where he has given you authority to have charge over. Come on, even in your workplace, he's, he's promoted you to places of dominion and authority because he needs his kind in position to bring the kingdom.
He needs his kind in position to bring the kingdom. Wherever you are, the kingdom must follow. And so the kingdom, what is the kingdom? The kingdom is the authority. It is the sovereign rule of God. It is both in the world and in the hearts of men. It is in the world we've seen. And it says the world because in the Old Testament, they cried out for a king. They wanted a king so bad because they didn't know they had one. And so we saw many, 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 many kings. I love first, first Kings and Second Kings because what's so interesting, it'll tell you who a king is and how the king acts based upon his, who his mother was which tells you how important it is at mothers, how we nurture and raise our children, either in the things of God or out of the things of God. It'll say, uh, Kai was the mother of, and he did right in the sight of the Lord. Or Kai was the mother of, and he did, come on, what was not right in the sight of the Lord. But they cried for kings because they didn't know they had a king. And many of us don't realize that when we're begging God and when we're crying out, we forget that we have a king who has all power in his hand. We have a king who owns everything, created everything, can, can create something that isn't even here now. He said, if you could look, if you just point to that mountain and say, be that, you can make that mountain move. If you just had this much, a, the size of a mustard seed faith speak those things that be not as though they were I've given you creative authority because I'm a creative God everything I speak I speak for it to be created I spoke you into existence before you existed do you know you were created in heaven before you were ever created in earth You've been in the kingdom the moment he said your name. He just needed you to come on this side and choose him. <laughs> and so especially of, of, of we've seen it both in the world, but it now the kingdom is in the hearts of men. We now have the kingdom on the inside of us. We, we, he says, I, I am master and owner. We are the living epistles, temples of God. The kingdom is first in you before it is out of you. You can't establish what is not in you. You cannot produce what does not come from you. And so to establish the kingdom, you have to first know the kingdom lives in you. Where a, the kingdom is where a king sovereignly rules. Sovereignty means simply this, no matter what happens, he's in control. He's a sovereign God. The rule of Christ in believers' hearts. No matter what's happening right now, sons and daughters, he's in control. The king is in control. And so we are part of this unshakable kingdom. It says worship. Now, this is this is this is a different um word than we know worship. You know, we think worship is singing. You know, we, we, we have our time of worship where we, you know, the A and the B selection or you're at home and you say, Lord, I'm going to worship. And you begin to lift your hands and rock from side to side or you might put on some worship music. But that's not what worship is here in this text. The word worship here in this text means this, serve. It's exegeted, apostle, the word serve and please. To serve and please 
the king. And you can only do this through faith. And what I love about this, it says that we've already been qualified to do this worship. That we as sons and daughters, we've already been qualified to serve and please him through faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. But he says, serve, not as service, as an act of service, but as a, as a posture of a servant. To meet the need without him saying a thing. To, 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 to know, because you've spent time with his word and you've spent time in his presence, to know that which the father, that he delights on and that he calls good. To also know that which he hates. You must know not only what he loves, but you must know what he hates in order to serve him well. This is the form of worship. And it says, worship him, serve him and please him. How? It said in reverence and awe. That, that word together, it's reverence and awe. We talked about this earlier in the fear of God. Here it says that to be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in what absolute surrender, taking hold of what he calls good and having a holy caution and carrying the kingdom of God that is in our hearts, carrying the spirit of God, Holy Spirit, to carry ourselves understanding that we, we are his temple that we carry not just him, but ourselves as priceless. You begin to move differently when you know you're carrying something priceless. If I were to place something priceless in your hand right now, and I asked you to bring it to me, you wouldn't walk fast. You, you'd walk with a little timidity. You'd walk with a little caution because you would not want to drop that. You would not want to break that. You would not want to mess with its condition in any way because it is priceless. And yet we have been moving quickly with, with the heart of God and the word of God. We, we have haven't treated it price as priceless. We've shared it casually. We've shared it prematurely. We 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 have uh, shared it out of turn and out of time. We have we have watered it down. We have misinterpreted or reinterpreted. We have not cared for it or his kingdom. And he said, "You must do this for our God, Theos Jehovah, the existing one." is a consuming, let's talk about consuming. It means this intensifying. I love this. It's consuming all the way up and all the way down. So it first consumes up and then comes back down. That means it, 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 it takes over the whole of you. Anything that goes up and comes back down, <laughs> It doesn't just say, because look, if, if a, a fire started right at your feet, it would go up. You would not see that fire come back down. We would see it at the top and the flames, we'd see flames shooting out. But he says, I'm the way I consume, I start up and then I come back down to make sure I've gotten everything. Because if you, if you got burned, right, and it started to come up, it may not reach your back if it started in the front. Think about that. You've seen people you know, like, and, and, and it might start on their hand and come up, but they can start doing, he said, oh no, I'm coming up and all the way back down to make sure that it is wholly covered and wholly consumed. It means this to consume utterly every inch 
only, I love this, this con word consuming only appears, this only this definition of consuming only appears here in this text. It doesn't appear anywhere else in the Bible, the intensity of this word, the way it consumes, the way it, 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 it pictures all the way up and then back down. It's only here in this scripture that we get, so we can get a real picture of, of God, the, the, for our God is a consuming or a holy, it talks about a holy set apart, a sanctified fire. Let's talk about that fire. That fire, it's an eternal fire. It's the fire of God. I love this. The picture is it, it transforms all it touches into light and likeness with itself. It transforms all it touches into light and likeness, L-I-K-E-N-E-S-S. -S. So light and likeness with itself. So when the fire of God comes on you, it's transforming you to the light of God and the likeness of God because it's got to be one with itself. It's God's spirit like a holy fire purifying so we can share more and more in his likeness. See, we try to be like her or like him or like it. I want to be like God. I want to look, I know I've got his image, but there's another level to his likeness. And the fire of God transforms all of that in me into all of that in him. And it's the spirit of a holy fire that is she's sharing with me the more and the more and the more of his likeness. I want to be like him. It's a fire that burns continuously as it did in the Old Testament when the priests went into the tabernacle to create a sweet savor uh, offering unto the Lord. When you went into the tabernacle where the priests went into to create this sweet smelling savor, they'd use a scepter, but there was a fire in the tabernacle that burned continuously. And that's the fire of God that should be that should have been should be burning in 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 his in the in the in this kingdom revival on the inside of us. There should be a fire burning on the inside of you continually. There should be a likeness of God happening in you more and more continually. You should be coming less of you and more of Him. Somebody should be able to look upon you and see the fire of God. They should see the love of God. They should see the word of God. It should be so consuming that your voice doesn't even sound like your voice anymore. That your words don't even sound like your words anymore. That it draws men and women unto you to say, what too must I do to be saved? And this is the kingdom revival that God is after. It's a new beginning for the church that we remind ourselves and come back and bring back the importance of God and his kingdom. It, this is not a moment. This ain't just today. This revival is going to reverberate throughout the land 
for many, 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 many days coming. And God is calling the remnant to be a part of this revival. And it starts first by you being revived in you. That it start with you first. God, make me a fire burning continuously. God, revive me. Revive me back to life, God. I have, might have been in a dead state. I might have been in a lazy state. I might have been in a complacent state. But give me strength, God. And give me the energy to go forward. The power that only comes from the spirit of God. God, improve my position and my condition, God. I have been in some places, God, and in some postures, my position, God. Some of us have gone backwards and God says, no, I got to improve. I got to improve the position you've been in. You have been in a state of lack. You've been in a stale state, in a broken state. I, I, some of you have just been existing. But God says, I called you back to life. I call you back to life. Some of you, God had, like me, I was in a place where God said, I need you to sit. I need you to take a sabbatical. And in this place, God has been restoring and regenerating new life and, and has been moving and producing and improving my position and my condition daily. Where I was once feeling broken, I, I, my position, my condition now is that he's mending. I, 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 I see, I see it mending back together. I see the sinews. Can these dry bones live? The prophet asked. Uh, I said, uh, yes, they can. And the sinews, the flesh began to come back and we, the, the, the veins started and the blood started flowing and then the skin came back and we saw the dry bones lived. And some of you have felt that dryness in your faith, that dryness in your walk. And he says, I'm calling back the bones to live. Dry bones, you live today. And the church, the, the, the ecclesia, we have been filled with many dry bones. We have heard dry preaching. We have heard dry prophecy. We have, come on, we have heard dry singing. We have not seen the anointing of God the flow the way we have in past dispensations. We have had dry faith. We have had dry praise. We have had dry worship. We have had dry thanksgiving. We have had, come on, we have had dry messages. Your prayers have been dry and you wonder why God ain't answering. Your faith has been dry. And he says it's time for kingdom revival. I'm restoring your body, says God. And I, I don't know who that's for, but somebody's, I'm talking about your physical body. God says, I'm restoring your body right now. If whoever that is, you need to lift your hand and receive because some of you got some stuff going on that some of us don't know about. And he says, I'm restoring your physical body. And then there are those of you who in this last month have felt like you have been losing your mind. He says, I'm restoring your mind. Didn't he say it's the restoration of the bodily and the mental vigor. You've lost the mental vigor. You've lost that focus. You've lost that freshness. You've lost focus. You feel like, oh, I'm I'm not where I should be. You, you feel a disconnect. He says, I'm restoring that. I'm even restoring our relationship. Come on. I'm reviving you so that you may be, re be ready for this revival. I first got to revive you so that you may be ready for kingdom revival in the earth. It's a new beginning for the church. 
We have to reawaken, wake up. It's, a, it's an awakening. He's calling us again to an awakening. He's calling you again to an awakening. Pastor Alex always says it. Here, here I come and do a new thing. But can you perceive it? Can you perceive that two zero two four two plus zero is two two plus two is four four plus four is eight? That twenty twenty four in itself is a new beginning. But he's calling us to a new beginning. The church. It starts now. What kind of church will you look like? You, Ecclesia, what kind of church will you present in the world? What kind of church will you present on your job? What kind of church will you present in your family? What kind of church will you present in your marriage? What kind of church will you present with your friends and your coworkers, your neighbors, your neighborhood? The stranger on the bus or the train, the stranger that you meet in the store, what kind of church will you present? He says, I, I, it's time that I become important again. And my heart, it, it, it's heavy because to hear God say, I need to become important again. When did he stop being important? And I'm gonna say this because I've been wrestling with something. And, 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 and as we know that there are three parts, right? Three functions of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. One of the things that as in this, in this time that I've been sitting and I, I was like, God, I, I hear you, but I keep like, I'm seeing it and I'm seeing it. And God was like, I, I didn't have my son come to take my place. I had my son come to be an example. But the church has put him in my place. And so apostle, I'm reading right gospels and I was like, Jesus never talked about himself more than he talked about his father. So why is the church putting more importance on what Jesus didn't put more importance on? And so when I hear him say, I need to become important again because we've lost the fear of God because we stopped talking about God. Not that we don't talk about Jesus, but the positioning. Jesus even says, I got to go. I, I can't even be here with you anymore. I got to go and I'm leaving the spirit of God with you. Not my spirit, but my father's spirit with you as a comforter. And I'm going to take my position next to my dad. And now my function is to intercede for you. Many of us aren't even talking to God. We're talking to Jesus. Jesus didn't talk to himself. Jesus never said, Jesus, I ask that you, he never did that. And so I get it. It hurts, but I get it when he says, 
I need to become important again, church. I need, I didn't, I didn't remove myself from the throne. My son's seated next to me at my right hand. He's seated and I'm seated. Yes, he's the king of kings, but I am the king over all kings. I am God, the alpha and the omega. It is my spirit living on the inside of you. It is I who I sent my son to reconcile you back to because I didn't want to be apart from you. But you keep making wedges between us. And that was never what my son came to do. He always caused you all to come to me, to see me, to know me, and to be in relationship with me like he was when he was there in human flesh like you. He's the example. He is the prototype of how I've called you to live out on this side. He is now praying for you, but you pray to me by through the spirit in my in his name he is your savior but i am your father and i'm his father too we've got to make him important again 2024 kingdom revival a new beginning for the church. God, we thank you and we praise you. you. I'ma let Apostle come right in here. Apostle, if you have anything, I just want you to flow right, right here as we are all digesting. My God, we thank you for your word. Y'all, this, I'm telling you, it's gonna reverberate. You're gonna see this you're going to hear something about, you're going to hear revival. You're going to hear new beginning. But I need you to understand that God has given us a precious message. To reset the kingdom, the kingdom in us and the kingdom over us. That you might personally be revived. Mm. That you may carry revival in the earth i'm telling you some of you are about to see revival in your jobs like at your jobs because you have allowed revival to begin in you first what god is going to produce in you and reproduce in you because you are going to be transformed more into his light and his likeness it's going to be more powerful than any time of your life ever before if you really really take a hold of this word don't let what is happening shake you out of position you are part of an unshakable kingdom don't let what you hear on the news shake you out of position don't allow the conditions of the day to change your condition in the kingdom your position in the kingdom you are free for who the sun sets free. See, many of us have messed up our freedom because we have forgotten we were free. And so now we are in a condition where we've got to find what we already had. 
some of us back out of our healing or our deliverance and go into a condition because we have forgotten that he delivered us, that he healed us. We have lost faith and hope because we've taken our eyes off the author and the finisher of our faith. Looking unto Jesus. It says, look to Jesus, but don't forget God. And this is, this is a sacred invitation to the king. Can I show you the picture? It's as Esther. We are in a time when many of us are going to have to go to the king for the people. Mm. The, the climate we're in, we are going to have to petition the king for a people, for a people. He's going to look each and every one of us. There's a people attached to you. And Esther fasted and prayed for strategy and she found favor with the king. She stepped in out of position, out of that kingdom's position, but she was in position with the king, the God, her God, the, the king, God himself said, go, go out of order, out of order for the day. Did he not say I'm, I'm getting rid of the old order? Mm. He said, what looks like out of order to everyone else is order for you. So go in, Esther. And they all look like, what is she doing? Because what she did would have caused her death. But he says she found favor with King Xerxes. And he welcomed her. Not only did he welcome her, he asked her, ask me for what you want. She, she, she asked for a feast and said, invite her enemy, which he didn't know at the time was his enemy, Vice Haman. They have a dinner. He says, what would you have again? And she, she tells of this, of, of this story and what this and it's and it's Haman, the man sitting at the dinner. But she steps in and finds favor with the king. There are some of you that God, you are going to need favor with God for a people. This is a holy invitation. The King God is calling us to a holy place, a holy revival, a holy beginning. You've got to sanctify yourselves for this moment. You've got to be set apart, not just now, but now and forever. He's about to cut off things so quickly if you receive the invitation. And you must come in reverence. You must come in the fear of the Lord. Don't come too quick. Come with a holy caution. Because the weight of this ask, the weight of this responsibility, the weight of what this revival will do in the earth this is the, I'm telling you, we're back, we're coming to the days of Azusa Street and, and Smith Wigglesworth and, and, and Catherine Coleman. We're coming to the days of John G. Lake. We're coming back to old school 
revival where the presence of God filled streets and men and women were driving and their cars pulled over and were and just were didn't know because just the presence of God filled the streets. That's what happens when kingdom revival begins. Don't look, and here's what I'm gonna stop look listening to many voices in this hour. Don't be fooled by many voices in this hour. God's, my sheep know my voice and another they will not follow. There are going to be many in the next, I'm telling you in this first quarter who are going to come declaring they are God's messenger and they are not. They are going to come looking like light. They are going to come with a presentation that will try to draw your attention. You better move quick. Because God's children who are made in his image and his likeness sound the same. They sound the same. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the K-How podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please feel free to email us at khowworshipla at gmail.com. That's K-H-O-W-O-R-S-H-I-P-L-A at gmail.com.